Hello everyone, welcome to the Joking Dolphin Gaming Pod. I'm Mark and as always I'm joined by Matthew. Hello. And Nathan. What's up? What is up indeed? <laughs> Me? Uh, well, feeling my ceiling at the moment. But... Ready to pod. <laughs> Ready to pod. Well, there's a lot to oh, talk my. about. So shall we just get straight into it then? Yeah, let's jump into it. Of course, it's been Gamescom. So in Cologne, isn't it? Germany. Yeah. Yep. And of course, it kicked off, as always, with Gamescom opening night live with our man Jeff Keeley. He's back again. Yeah. He's... Jeff Keeley and Fretz. Yeah. So there's quite a lot shown in the... It was like a two hour presentation, wasn't it? Yeah, about two hours Pretty and much. four minutes. Yeah. So a lot of stuff going on, but I don't think I don't think everything was particularly interesting. No. Well, well I learned one valuable thing. Oh, did you? That Bill Clinton wants to play GTA yes. 6. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be honest, this, I shouldn't laugh about this because this wasn't very funny, I didn't think. It wasn't like the, the, the dude who came on the, at the awards last year yeah. where he was just like stoned off his face, clearly, or something. He's a 15 year old. This hit. was just, this is just, a, a, it wasn't one or two people like, Two people walked on stage or something. I, I didn't know what like happened. It was two people. Like it was, there was definitely the guy who like obviously ran up to Jeff and like screamed in his mic. But like uh, I'm, sh- I feel like there was like a second guy that just yeah, he just walked up and started going. He just put his arms out. And just... I was trying to make out what he said on his T-shirt because he had some sort of slogan. Oh, like he, was, he was advertising some his his YouTube channel, some nonsense. But well, if, in case you don't know what the hell we're talking about. Early on in the show, two dudes just walked up on stage in front of Jeff Keighley and just started banging about wanting GTA 6 or something, didn't they? I mean, it's not wrong. Well, I mean, let's let's get it right. Bill Clinton wants GTA 6. Yeah. Well, he said Bill Clinton wants GTA 6. We want GTA 6 or something like that. But anyway, idiot. It's a slogan we could all get. Like, like Jeff can do anything about GTA 6. Yeah. Of course yeah. he can. Well, if one man can, maybe he can. So. Maybe. But we kicked off with Starfield, didn't we? With a, a nice little um, piano performance by the comic games composer. Yeah, it was lovely. But then nice a way real, to ease us in. Yeah, but then a really pointless CG trailer, I thought. I didn't understand why we had that. Yeah, I mean, t- to be honest, I, I did think it was that bad, but the end of it really weirded me out because it kind of backtracked a bit as if it was like some sort of a dream. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, they got Todd Howard. Todd Todd Howard up on stage to talk about it didn't really give much away as you would expect yeah I think the main thing I took away from it is that at Gamescom they've got this 300 seat theatre where they're going to be showing off the beginning of the game so yes that's quite interesting but I didn't like the 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 next announcement I thought you would Little Nightmares 3 yeah Mm. now developed by Supermassive Games because the last two entries were by Tarsia Studios, mm-hmm. but then they were acquired by Embracer Group. Oh, and, of course. Uh, Lot is owned by Bandai Namco. So you've got two characters in this one called Low and Alone. Sounds ominous. And they can be played with an AI partner or online co-op, which is pretty good. I, I thought this looked creepy, but I don't think it looked as scary. But saying I that, thought, I've, not, I've not played the second one yet. Yeah. I've, 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 I've only seen played, I've not played it. It does look terrifying, the second one. I've only played the first one, but 
I thought this looked scarier to me. Those Did like doll you, things, uh, those porcelain dolls walking around. Oh well, weird. <laughs> no doubt it probably will be terrifying, but just just based on that, I thought it looked a bit. Well, I don't want to say lighter because <laughs> I don't think it will be. But it didn't look quite as awful as those last ones. But um, they also announced a podcast called The Sounds of Nightmares. Yeah. Might give that a listen. Yeah, because they mentioned that they'd released the first two episodes, didn't they? Yeah. As of the as of Gamescom, so and it's a six episode series, so that might be interesting. I've got to play the second one first, but I'm kind of putting it off because it does look terrifying. It looks more scary than the first one. So. Do you know if we've got co-op in the second one, or is this the first little nightmares to have co-op? I know there's two characters in the second game, but I can't I, I can't remember whether that means there is co-op. It might be, but I don't know. I can't I can't remember. I'll be looking forward to playing it because I, I do like the puzzle elements in Little Nightmares. It's quite fun, and it'd be good to see how they bring like two characters into it, and how much imagination they put into that. But yeah, more scares, co-op. I'm there for it. Yeah, if you could do a scary thing, doing co-op. Yeah, at least you got someone to <laughs> hold your hand to cry with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and cry with. Okay, what about this next one? Black Myth Wukong. This was a bizarre trailer. Yeah. So this is based on A Journey to the West, quite well-known Chinese story. Um, so we had the headless chap. Yeah, playing the um, chassis, chassis men. Um, I can't rubbish. I'll take you word for it. It was a string the, um, kind of like string kind string of guitar thing. Instrument, yeah. Yeah, the monsters look very dark souls. Like that's what I was getting from it. Or like Monster Hunter style, some of them. Oh, he said it. And then he that, said it. Yeah, Dark Souls. That, said that worried me. <laughs> That's what we need the soundboard for. Anytime somebody says Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah, there's like some weird, some monkey man fighting weird creatures. I don't know the technical term for this monkey guy. Monkey guy. You got it right, man. Fair enough. There we go. That's what we'll call it. The monkey guy. Then we got back into a bit more dark territory, didn't we? Killing Floor 3. It looks brutal. <laughs> yeah, this this weird thing with these it was like genetically engineered monsters or something like that. Yep. They get given like spinning blades for arms and stuff like that. Yeah. And then these felt, weird goggle things. I felt quite bad for it when it got yeah. its like, rib cage ripped open while yeah. it was still awake. I'm like, oh my I d- goodness. I, I know you're like co- a scary creature, but I, I feel for you, my friend. Yeah, I felt a bit queasy at that bit. But you're always is, crushing you. Well, yeah. Yeah, just let it, let him kill you. I know what you've been through. Just 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 make it quick. Yeah, that's it. It didn't show too much off though, did it? Like, it's not just a really, first person no, shooter, we... really, isn't it? Yeah, it, 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 I think the most of it was basically the transformation of that creature, like putting all the mechanical appendages on and stuff like that. I forgot what they, I forgot what they actually call them because I've, I've played the original and the second game. So really, really love the original. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the sequel. There we go, a quick announcement of Age of Empires 4, Anniversary Edition now coming on Xbox. Yep, available now on that one. I've not played an Age of Empires since 2, I think, on the PC. I can't remember when that was. Because I remember there was a cheat in that where you could 
you could update it so you can get it turns one of your bata- like battle vehicle things into just like this race car with a rocket launcher on the back. <laughs> Which is just so bizarre. But they just had that running around the battlefield against like medieval people. I was just going like, to say like battling them. like a 15th century <laughs> cavalry. Yeah. Yeah, that was quite fun. That's quite fun. <laughs> They're looking like, like, what the heck is this? Yeah. This is yeah. God's work. Yeah. I, I remember they did like a, like a Star Wars version of Age of Empires. It was very quite similar, but you could play as like, like, um, plays like Trade Federation and hmm. the, I forgot what, I forgot what they call them before becoming the Galactic Empire. Well, the rebels, but like the Republic. Sorry, that's it. Yeah. So I had fun with it, but it's it's metal. <laughs> I might have to get back on it. You had pies. Very good. I did enjoy them. This next bit, I don't know what to, what to think about this. Because Zack Slider turned up. Yeah. It but, seemed quite awkward, to be honest. Yeah. Awkward vibes from him. I mean, I know it's not really normally his forte. I think he's just overexcited about <laughs> being at Gamescom. But, so he's, he's got, he's releasing a new film. So it's a new IP called Rebel Moon. Mm-hmm. I couldn't really tell what it was actually about. I didn't look it up either. I mean, t- to be honest, it reminds me a little bit of the, the Chronicles of Riddick films. Okay. Mm, I, I, I Not the it. worst thing. Like in that kind of like art style, and obviously it's the same person that did 300, and you definitely yeah. got them kind of vibes from it as well. Mm. So this is with Netflix. Yep. So part one called The Child of Fire is going to be received, released on December the 22nd. We will receive this, it this year. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess we will. And then part two, The Scar Giver. Will be released on April tw- April nineteenth next year, but it's going to become a game as well. This idea. yeah, I've heard it's going to have its own game. So whatever that is, I don't know. Have to see because I mean, actually game related. Yeah. At, the, at this game, well, that, yeah, that's probably the only relation <laughs> to games they had, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can see it just being a generic action adventure game. That probably loosely ties in with the the series, but I suppose yeah. we'll see. This next one was nuts. I love the look of this. Crimson Desert. Now I vaguely remember hearing the name a while ago. I kind of just like fobbed it off. Just you know, didn't sound interesting and appealing. Saw this absolute madness. <laughs> I mean, they had me when that cart got stolen. I was like, like, yes. It's like, it's, it's trying to combine, like, every game under the sun, isn't it? What, what we've got? We've got bits of Ghost of Tsushima in there. We've got bits of Assassin's Creed. We've got bits of GTA. We've got bits of Red Dead in there. Hey, we've got fishing. It was mental. Yeah. Probably had the witch in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah witch. So. Stroking like, cats. So we had horse riding. You could slide. You could slide the horse. Yeah, you can drift. Yeah. You got bow and arrows, fishing, as you mentioned, pet the dogs, nab the sheep, pick up cats. Uh, hot air balloon was in there somewhere. Yeah, there was hot air balloon just for laughs. Sacrifice horses. Oh, yeah. oh my goodness, that yeah, when he like jumped off the cliff, <laughs> just like 
Just ignore the horse. Like, it was, All it was like Marilyn Yosha all over again. He's like <laughs> jump off the back of it. If we did that like in like Red Dead, for example, like the horse just like crumpling to the ground as you're... Well, you'd die as well in Red Dead if you went that yeah, high. Yeah. But... <laughs> well, there's the wall climbing as well. Uh, there's breaking in horses. Yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah, fucking broncos, that kind of thing. There was a pole vault thing where they pole vaulted over a oh, bar- yeah, over wall or something. The, uh, over a wall, aren't you? Like yeah. infiltrate that. They've got dragons. Yeah. Um, medieval robots. <laughs> yeah, that bit where they jumped off the cliff. They then started gliding, didn't they, or something? Yeah. They did Very. Weird thing. I Tears don't know what of it the was. Kingdom. It was yeah. Then there's this big. Well, I can only call it. Something like Groot, like a big wooden alive thing. I don't know whether it's yeah. a boss or anything. True, <laughs> gone. But it just looked crazy this game, and I was it all did. for it. That's like actually, I'm, shot I'm not, up in my. I feel my, like I'm not quite aisle. surprised because it's it's made by the guys that do Black Desert, which is the MMO. If, if you can't remember what Black Desert was when it first got uh, first came out, it was really raved for its like um, player customization. Like you could do so much to like body morphing, face morphing. People were just like recreating like celebrities with like inch perfect looks. It was like it was nuts. But I've heard they've just like basically like right, we've done all this stuff that you can do in the MMO. Now let's just make a single player game. But looked no, cool. it looks it looks really cool. And then we got Payday Three. Yep, with Ice T. Yeah, <laughs> Ice T introducing his own heist mission. Mm. I don't know how it relates to Ice T. Just basically chaos ensued, didn't it? Pretty much, yeah. I can't yeah, wait no, to play it. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, but I, I did send you a, a, a message, didn't I? Like, it was about, it's 35, 35 quid. 35 quid, yeah. Which is a bit suspicious, if you ask me. It's like, well, what are they going to be selling on top of that? How do you mean? Don't worry, mate. Is that, do you think it's going to be like, is, is, quite bad Yes. Oh. And then they're going to be, you know, adding extra ice for nominal fees. I think they're just going to sell it for 35 too, so. Ah, oh, the goodness of the hearts. Everything's going to be free, and you can lock by playing the game, and it's all going to be okay. I admire your optimism, but I feel it is misplaced. Uh, but anyway, then we moved on to Assassin's Creed Mirage, which we've seen a thousand times now. There's not much more we can say about it, but it comes out October the 5th. Then uh, Tekken 8. So a new mode called Arcade Quest. I couldn't really work out from this what that was though I know you created an avatar yeah and then what did you play in an arcade is it a bit like the, the Street Fighter thing it looked a bit That's like the Street Fighter thing yeah, yeah. Is, it like, is it like the battle hub but you just make your own like avatar to traverse the battle avatar. yeah like you play in the arcades and stuff yeah I I need to know a little bit more about that before I can make a decision one thing that I thought was incredible about this was the bear's finishing move that fish that turns into like a, a rocket thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I gasped at that, at that. I was just like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. Well, it's going out with 32 characters. That's quite a lot for a fighting game. It is, yeah, in, in modern days anyway, particularly when you're so used to 
Yeah, I think Street Fighter only came out about 18, something like that. Could be wrong. I think Tekken 7 was really cut down, wasn't it? Like the base yeah. one. So yeah, it's nice to so. see if we get them in the base game, then fabulous. Yeah. Every time you look at like a PlayStation sale, it's just, it's just buy this character back of Tekken 7. It goes on forever. To be fair, they did point out a lot of like guest characters, like somehow Negan from uh, Walking Dead is just showing up fine against Final Fantasy block. I can't remember his name. Noctis, that's it. Like, all right, Final Fantasy and Walking Dead mixing together. Seems legit, yeah. I mean, it's like what uh, Mortal Kombat are doing with these like extra characters, like Omni Man and Homelander, and. Yeah, I feel I feel like Mortal Kombat was definitely the first, even back to the re, I suppose the the reboot of the franchise. I think that was probably one of the first to have like a guest character in. Mm. I'm just trying to recall which who they did have in that game now. Well, they had um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, dude. Yeah, Jason as well. No, that was in ten, wasn't it? Oh, was that in ten? Yeah, they no, that. you might be right. Yeah, that the uh, the aliens in the morph. Predator. Um, predator. Yeah, predator. There's someone else as well. Can't remember who. I get confused because uh, X and Eleven had quite a few guest characters. Because I know, I know Eleven had uh, your Terminator, Rambo. Um, Did you have Robocop? He sounds like he'd be Robocop. One. Was Eleven? I think. Yeah. You also had the Joker in. Anyway, we're going off topic here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll get on to more combat. <laughs> we'll get your turn. Uh, so then, of course, we moved on to the bigger, or a big issue, is it? Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Mm. Still still surprised that is a direct sequel. Sequel. Yeah, still puzzled. I think it's a nice change. It is. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not against it. Uh, but then they had a couple of people on stage, didn't they? And one of them announced 16 multiplayer maps, all from the original Modern Warfare 2. Did I hear that right? Yeah, I, yes, I heard that as well. I thought that was quite strange. Yes, so um, they put this on Twitter as well. Basically, every single multiplayer map that was in the original Modern Warfare 2 is getting like a remastered version from Modern Warfare 3. What about the Modern Warfare 3 stuff? That's it. Yeah. Do you know what? I think they were going to give us this anyway when they originally planned to expand the Modern Warfare 2 and they're just making us pay for it. Well, what, it was you, meant to be... What, Activision would do that, do you think? You think they would do that? To no. Us? <laughs> they're such a caring company. <laughs> yeah. You what what, what makes it more of it dubious is that the single player mission they showed off is a location that you could find in the original Warzone Verdansk so they're just repurposing a Warzone map for the single player campaign maybe what you think Activision would do that (laughs) (laughs) one one thing that did seem pretty cool though you'll like this map open world zombies what does that mean We'll see, because I would rather see it rather than hear it. Yeah, but it's set in the modern world, which makes it a little bit different from the 
Well, it's the first time zombies is coming to Modern Warfare, even though they're also going to have to try and link the stories that's been going on the Treyarch side. I don't know how it's all going to mix up. The, the more that I've read about it, basically what they're attempting to do is mix uh, Outbreak from Cold War and DMZ that's in Modern Warfare 2. So basically you're going to have like a zombies war zone style map uh, where I'm, I'm going to assume you'll be doing objectives around it. Um, it's not going to be PvP like DMZ. It's going to be purely um, PvE where you just fight against the AI, which is probably just going to be zombies and maybe bosses potentially. So, I've also heard it's going to be 24 players with squads of six. But without actually seeing it, I'm going to reserve judgment because I saw what happened in Vanguard. So, okay. Well, what did we think about what they actually showed? About the, the oh, mission, at the start. I, I thought it was. I thought, I thought it, was it looked pretty cool. Yeah. This is the thing. This is it's just like I'm not gonna buy Call of Duty. I'm not gonna buy it. And then they show off something like this. I was like, Yeah, they show off a cool mission. Uh, thing is, like, I'm gonna get most it. Most of the time, like campaigns are quite good. Like they do have like some like one or two really highlights missions. Well, this is the thing for me because I'm one of the few people who actually buy the Call of Duties for the campaign. Yeah. To me, the multiplayer is just an add-on. Whereas I know most people buy it for that. Well, I like the whole package. <laughs> well, yeah. But you know what I mean. It's like most people would buy it for the to yeah. You, you the get eight hours out of it. I get about three hundred. Yeah, that's, <laughs> a, that's the thing. You know, I want a solid campaign that lasts now ten hours or something. There you go. And they're always entertaining. I find. Yeah. What they are, it's just an expensive game for those <laughs> for that <laughs> every year. Well, but they are just, bringing something new to the campaigns, aren't they? Yes, open combat missions. Mm. So these are like player directives, they said. Yes, so if I if I was probably understand it correctly, it could be quite similar, similar to how some of uh, Assassin's Creed missions go, where there's like, okay, here's like the main objective, but now here's some like side stuff that you could do that like, well, for Assassin's Creed, at least it was like it makes it more accurate to the history of what happened. <laughs> but here it could be like, oh, it could be like you've got side stuff that you can then sort of attempt to do however you want. So if you want to go stealthy, there'll be silences that absolutely make no noise in the real world. Um, or you can just go guns blazing and throw a C4 on a, a, a quad bike and just throw into a helicopter, you know. As you do. It's Call of Duty. You just got to go in loud, aren't you? Pretty much. Yeah. Did like the look of it, though. I, I, wanted, I wanted to hate it. <laughs> Am I going to get it on launch? Of course you are. I'm said the war thing. Well, I'm keeping my fingers crossed once I, they I, do I, the multiplayer reveal. So. Just mention shipment and you might have my money then. You're not playing Modern Warfare 2 at the moment. Because that's the only thing on it. It's not got the other stuff. You play shipment whether whether it's got anything else or not. 
No, it's, it's not, not shit, a wall. It's not got wall though, has it? It's got ground wall. Obviously. It's and you know it. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. What was the next thing people, anybody was interested in? Immortals of Avium. We got to see a little bit more of that. Yeah, they're really, they're really piling Pushing out the uh, advertisement <laughs> for this game recently, aren't they? But it mm. came out the day of the show, didn't it? It did. That was a, that was a, it was so, a surprise, so I couldn't remember who was actually coming out then. <laughs> oh no, I think it was, it was planned. But. Okay. I liked that Gina Torres is doing voice acting for it. She's in suits that I'm watching at the minute, so I'm like, oh. yep, yeah, that's Jessica Pearson right there. For any suits fans out there. And I mean, it's, it does, and it's it using her polished, face and everything yeah. as well within the game, which is cool. Yeah. And then we got onto the anime section. Uh, anything of interest to you guys? I'll tell that as a no. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll try the new two when they come to PS5 eventually. Actually, no, they, they mentioned something about, um, Honkai Star Rail coming out but then it was very quick it was literally like it was on there for a few frames and then it went and I was like oh, okay what was the day again I, what? <laughs> I managed to freeze on those frames and it said something about a technical test that was happening like oh, okay so the game's not out I, okay fair I, I, don't, I don't it's on that ballot point I don't know yeah I'm, I, just, I don't blame that's Sonic Superstars. I'm loving the look of it. it does look cool. Yeah. I, I I think it's, it's a game that all three of us could play. Yeah, I'd say so. I do, I do like it. <laughs> but it's, it comes out in that stacked period. <laughs> yeah, it does. Like Even every, every, every game that is coming out. October's going to be absolutely insane. Yeah. I think it's the worst. It is the worst month for anything. All the best. Not for my wallet. Uh, yeah, I get that. But it's going to be what, an amazing month for games. Yeah, well, that's unless, they, unless they all come out in a buggy mess. But <laughs> I guess that remains to be seen. But. Actually, no, I just think it's bad because of how stacked it is. There's going to be some high-profile games that are not going to be making the sales that they think they should. Possibly. But they all have themselves to blame then, they're not. Well, that's it. For then, it's, then it's a bad month, isn't it? <laughs> no, but it's good for us. But well, that's it. I like it's competition, and the cream rises to the top. So Christmas is gonna be amazing. All the games. That's it. What, what's what's yeah. the highest profile game in October? Highest profile game we talked about. What now? Call of Duty. No, that you can think of. Call of Duty. Whatever. Uh, in October, did you say? I mean, this yeah. October was. Well, Spider-Man, isn't it? Spider-Man 2. Speederman, yeah. Spider-Man. I think that's it. It's like, right, get out of Spider-Man's way. <laughs> Pretty much. We've been waiting that long for it as well. It's not like these games that are, they'll be fantastic, but we've not been waiting for them. It's good to have them, but Spider-Man's just, it's just different gravy, isn't it? Unless it's buggy. <laughs> It's not going to be. It's going to be perfect. Of course it's buggy. Spider... Um, anyway. Uh, and I thought my jokes were bad. Hey, actually, move, there are, it's on. an arachnid, not a, not a um, an insect. All right, don't bug, get so. technical. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I just move on. Sonic Superstars comes out October the 17th. Yes. 
Stacked. Yes. And then they announced um, a DLC for Sonic Frontiers. Yay! Give me more reasons to play well, that again. This made me want to play it. It's it's still wrapped up on the shelf because I got it as a birthday gift. This is called The Final Horizon. Sounds yep. ominous. As, as it should do. We got a cool cinematic, though. Sonic going I mean, supersonic. I was going to say Super Saiyan for a second then. I know there's parallels, I mean, but... technically it does, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he taps, into, to... he, he taps into that, like, Gohan power. He goes super, supersonic too. That, did he have lightning? No, he had, like, a... He had the... He has, like, the corruption thing. The the red and black, like, energy that was coming off him. Oh. Did you not notice? Oh, well. If you're not playing, no, then you want to. I didn't notice that. <laughs> Never mind. Well, looks cool. New story, new playable characters, and it's a free update, which is nice. Yeah, we like free. So that's coming out on the 28th of September. Yep. So really, another game to add to the stacked period, if we're... Uh, it's coming out to the trail end. So that's not going to affect the quality. Good. Unless you've not bought Sonic Frontiers yet. And this well, encourages you to then buy it. And we've got another looter shooter, The Final Descendant. Looter shooters. Yeah. Yep, open beta from the 19th to the 25th of September, if you want to give it a go. Not flashy enough. And Under the Waves. I'm quite intrigued by this one. So it's like an underwater yeah. diving drama. Now, I, d- I don't know, was, was Stan, this guy, a researcher? Or was he working for, like, an oil company? I couldn't quite hone in on what he was actually doing. I think he might be a researcher. I think he was. Looking for something. And then he has a domestic with his wife. Yeah. I think he gets drawn into a mystery happening Mm. under the sea, which I think might involve an oil company or something. But that remains to be seen, obviously. But, yeah, not too long till this one comes out. No. Yep. Well, actually, it'll be out as of this podcast releases yes. 29th of august 28th of august yes. not? Yeah. well it'll be out there or thereabouts when this pod comes up pretty much uh and then a game that i completely forgot about fort solace yeah i really like the look of this when we when we saw it but yeah it just went off the radar and i forgot yeah. about it and now it's here <laughs> yeah it just dropped Oh, it's out now. Yeah. So this is so, one with Troy Baker, Roger Clark, and uh, Julia Brown. Yeah. And Roger Clark was uh, sporting a fantastic hat, I've got to say. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> that was cool. But this, I was intrigued by what he said. He said like it was an independent game made by ten people. Yeah, over a two-year two period, yeah. With no delays. Part of me thinks, is that is it going to be a short game then? It might be. Like a short narrative experience. Yeah. I mean, but that's okay, though. Oh, yeah. I I had a look on Steam, and I think it was only about £22, £23, but it is getting mixed reviews right now, so I might wait for that to go on sale. And then Roger Clark, I don't know why, but he started talking about Troy Baker's bottle. And I don't know why. They were trying to be funny, but it just (laughs) did not land. It didn't work, did it? (laughs) I don't know what was going on there. But, yeah, that was to say, it, it dropped on PS5 and Steam. So is it not an Xbox? Because I'm sure they only said PS5 and Steam. I might be wrong. 
Let's have a look. In my brand. Ah, right. Yeah, um, so it's out for PS5, Windows, and Mac. It's using Unreal Engine 5. So that's probably why they managed to knock it together so quickly. Because that tech demo with, like, the Matrix was insane. Hmm. I don't think I've played a um, game with Unreal Engine 5 yet. Interesting. Wait, isn't Fortnite already moved on to that? Might do, but I doubt Fortnite's really pushing the limits of what the engine can do. Might be surprised. <laughs> yeah, we should call that out. Guess it went nowhere. <clears throat> so then we had Expeditions, a Mudrunner game. Yeah. Never played a Mudrunner game. Oh. What were your thoughts? You think it's nice? Good. Look, looks looks interesting enough. Um, I mean, if it's anything like uh, Mudrunner, so there's Basically, Mother Runner is essentially just kind of, um, you do, I suppose, uh, kind of missions and stuff throughout this kind of forested area. And Mother Runner's got like a, uh, a good reputation for kind of mode-based physics and the driving and stuff and like how realistic it is. Um, and then they did like a sequel, which was the, Snow Runner, I think it was as well. So similar to Mud One, but in the snow and stuff. So, um, yeah, if it's anything like anything like those games, could be quite interesting. It's uh, it was co-op as well. In well, in the other games, I don't know if it's in this one. Could be, but quite interesting. Without all the use of the equipment and you having to work together to get to a certain location. Yeah, and then we got. The Crew Motor Fest. Now, do you want to say this, Nathan, or shall I? What, the Forza Horizon rip-off? Exactly, yes. This is just Forza Horizon, surely, isn't it? That's what it, just it looks for. like it. I mean, we're getting a free trial available with five hours of gameplay, so I guess we could find out for free if it is yeah. or not. Yes, we could. Well, suspicious. But it's yes. coming out on Xbox as well. So, well uh, there we go, yeah. see. Yeah. <laughs> This next one. I know you're itching to talk about this one, Mark. Go on. Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty. So this was interesting because they were talking about the changes they were going to make. Yeah. To the game. Now, I've already platinumed it. Just getting that one in there. You're going to have it revoked. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's going to be curious how how it's going to feel now when I go back to playing it. So they said there's going to be powerful new weapons. They, they said a bunch, but I, I can't remember the names of them. They, they redesigned the cyberware. So there was like a, I don't even notice, there's like a gauge on the left, with like a red zone at the top. Presumably, if you had too many, it's going to have like an adverse effect on you. They redesigned the perk system, and now they've got something called a relic skill tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, new vehicles. We've got vehicle combat. There was like sort of vehicle combat in the original game, but it was kind of like stuck in certain missions. Yeah, it was like scripted. Very rarely. Yeah, yeah, like scripted moments. So it's nice to have that. It's a nice proper mm. vehicle combat. And you can do, it's like a tinge of watchdogs in this, where you can like use your cyberware to like control cars. You know, like watchdogs, you could like 
turn the car 90 degrees to the left so you can crash yeah. it. Yeah. So you can sort of do that kind yeah, of it makes sense. Now, the, one of the big things that they've included that it needed doing is the revamp police. Because the police are awful in the main game. <laughs> just They just appear from nowhere. You just get destroyed. It's they just uh, it's it was so monumentally terrible the police system in the game, and it, there was no logic behind like evading them or anything like that. But it's crap. So I don't really know what they've actually changed, but it's got to be better. It can't yeah. be any worse. Well, we'll have to find out. Well, it sounds like they might, have, they might have integrated like a GTA style. Yeah, that's what that's, yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. Because the thing with the, the base game that is that you could, you could never just go on a killing spree. I know that sounds psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> Psycho- well, psychotic. But, but it's, you know, but it's, it's video game. You know, this is the sort of stuff we're supposed to be allowed to do. But if you went psycho, you just get annihilated by these random turrets that just appear on the street, every street corner. It was really <laughs> bizarre. It's just like, is, are they still going to exist? Or is it going to be like exclusive this police system? But, I don't know. It remains to be seen. So, regardless of get, whether you're getting the uh, Phantom Liberty DLC, this is going to be update 2.0. That's going to affect the base game as well. So, That's good. Big one, changes. Yeah. One thing I just want to highlight. Mm. I, I love ragdoll physics. And being able to throw an enemy into somebody else. <laughs> that was fantastic. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to playing that. Not too long now. Stacked. As we know. September 26th. So, there was the Green Studio of the Year Award that just popped in randomly in between all this. And companies could put themselves forward for this award. So, there was three companies. There was um, Frontier, Ubisoft, or Ubisoft, however you want to pronounce it, and Xbox that put themselves forward for this Green Studio Award. And um, Xbox ended up winning, and Phil Spencer came out to accept his award, and then he buggered off. Could have yeah. said something. They did say something. Just yeah, thank, thank sure. you for the team. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean. that they've done to make the planet a better place. But it, I think it was all undermined by the fact that they en- people entered themselves into it. Yeah. We should have just entered ourselves into it. I don't know, that's it. Could have got an invite to Gamescom. Yeah. I just thought that was a bit random. Surely they just should award it to the most green company. Yeah, like that's somebody it. independent looks into the company. Yeah. He shortlists it and then comes up with a winner. Yeah. Guess it's nice, sort of. Yeah. I'll oh. just like to talk a bit about Armored Core 6. Oh, yes. Size of Rubicon. Now, I was intrigued about this game. Look quite mm. decent. Because I remember when I was younger, I played a... I used to have a demo of one of them. I have no idea which one. I think it was on the PS1, so it might be the first one. I don't know. Mm. I kind of enjoyed it, but never played any of the proper games. And then I saw this, I thought, ooh, that looks pretty good. But then it's like, from software. Like uh, and then they, but they thought oh, okay okay and then they announced oh it's it's not like the Soulsborne game and then it released was it yesterday or last it's released in the last couple of days didn't it yeah yeah Friday I believe it was lies 
it does play like Soulsborne games. I don't care what anybody says. It's still, it's got no difficulty settings. You've got these big boss fa- battles, which are difficult. Some, a lot of people have even had trouble getting past the first boss. Got to get good, aren't they? That's it. Well, apparently so. So my interest just got wiped <laughs> when I read all, read all that. Even though it looks nice. Like, if, if they, if they had difficulty settings and they just made a normal game, I would have been into that. Shame. Shame. Real shame. But it's been received very well for the people who like that kind of thing. So I can't grumble. But I'm just a bit disappointed mm-hmm. that I can't play it. Well, we can't all play difficult games, can we? Nope, we can't. That's why we have easy modes. No. Yep. Right, well. And again, another new trailer for Mortal Kombat 1. Which they all seem, they seem to be dropping quite frequently. Like, I'm, I'm sure like yeah. a, a week goes it's by. The, and, it's the final push now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, there, there is a lot of red in that game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there is so a it, lot. This focused on three characters. General um, Shao, or Show or whatever you want to call him. Sindel and my boy Raiden. He was looking a bit too skinny for my liking. He used to get a burger down him or something. Yeah, that's why he was like when in the original. So I want the muscular one back. You want the muscular one? The champion of Earthrealm. I did feel sorry for him though. It was absolutely brutal. Like Raiden was giving him the heat, and then he ends up getting mashed up. And when his legs got broken. It tore me apart. Tore him apart. I felt it. Hey. <laughs> Everyone's oh, getting teared apart in that game. Deep. I can't wait. It, it looks brutal. But I can't take my eyes away from the fatalities. <laughs> like, just when you think it can't get any more, any worse, it just does. Oh, they, they, they're crave. They, they've like, still got some... Fatalities of this loose. Using <laughs> intestines to like, as like a little fuse to blow someone's head up. Oh, absolutely magnifique. Yeah, as, the, the, the double team moves. For like, like x-ray moves. Yeah. They look pretty good. Oh, some of the brawl. There's one where you actually see like, their legs, like their leg muscles getting ripped as they're getting pulled. Like, oh no. Mm. Horrible. So, to be fair, it's separate from game. I can't recall. I can't remember if they showed this at Gamescom. One, one of the trailers that for MK1, they showed um. Oh, what's the what's one, what's one of the robot ones? Is it Crytex? I think Crytek. I'm not quite sure. He's uh he's got like a fatality way, just like dumps a lot of these like grenade bombs around his opponent and it just like zooms out like in space and you just see like the earth just getting absolutely a bit blur red so that's not a fatality that's just genocide yeah <laughs> that's just destruction of a planet like <laughs> yeah well, apparently it's a callback to an old uh old fatality they had in one of the older Mortal combats so that was nice nice <laughs> yeah, <it's> nice. <laughs> nice callbacks when the earth gets blown up. Good times. Yeah. I, I need to get through Ball Combat 11 though. Still not played that yet. 
I need to get around to it. But I need to buy it. Is it September 21st this comes out, I think? Is that right? I think it is. Mm. Probably. I'll, I'll just say yes, maybe. <laughs> Can we talk about, thank goodness you're here. What a absolutely charming this, little game. This was the best trailer of the night. I'm saying it right now. I didn't know what was going on, but I loved the music and I was here for it. Which one was that one again? Was well, one I don't right know. I don't end, really know how to describe it. It was like a cartoony looking one. And they had Lily the Pink song playing. It's got a bit of a Northern charm to it, a little bit. I don't know. I'll best describe it. Yeah, it's. It looks odd, but in that lovely oddness type of way. I'm gonna keep my eye on that one. And then uh, we finished off with another game that we seem to be seeing quite a lot of. Alan Wake 2. That man Sam Lake seems to be getting around a bit. <laughs> he seems to be everywhere. <laughs> Keeps repairing. Are you going to play it? Because I ain't. Oh. Oh, it looks frightening. I, t- to be honest though, it makes me want to play the first one. Just to dip my toe in. Yeah, I think I think it's enough that I'm, like, I'm actually intrigued about the story of it. Oh, I wouldn't mind going back it to the first one. It just sounds Because, I mean, with, with this new trailer, they like intercepted like um, live action bits in between, didn't they? Yes. Which I thought was like, ooh, that's quite interesting. Like, they love doing that, that, um, remedy. They've got like a nag for doing sort so of was blending. That, I, I take it, that was the bloke who was doing the motion capture. That is the bloke. I believe so. The Keanu Reeves bloke. But not Keanu Reeves. Yeah, the guy that's got the same hair as Keanu Reeves. Yeah. John Wake. Alan Wick? Yeah, Alan Wick. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah, not going to play that, but when's that come out? 27th of I'll put my teeth in and start again. <laughs> the 27th of October. Stacked. Stacked. <laughs> Ooh, so that, that'll compete with Spider-Man then. It's like the two biggest games that month. Is it the 20th, spider yeah. You got a week. You got a week to complete it. Plenty of time. I, I ain't got much annual leave time <laughs> left. So. <laughs> no, that was uh, that was Gamescom opening night live. What was your highlight? Got to be Crimson Desert. Yeah, that's, that's say, I'd say that's a surprise. The one that's like, oh, yeah, I'll agree with that. I like Little Nightmares Three. I think that's going to be cool. Definitely like the cold yeah. aspect. Yeah, I would agree with that. Looks decent. I'm sure we'll to all the news there. Let's. Right, shall we kick off with um, Sony's announcements then? Ooh. Let, let's let's start with the the audio things they've announced. Yeah. So they've announced that they're going to release uh, two new audio devices. So the first one's called Pulse Elite, which is a new wireless headset with lossless audio. A retractable boom mic, AI enhanced noise rejection capability. So it filters out background sounds. And it comes with a charging hanger. Um, which is convenient for charging and, and a, a way of storing it. And yeah. that will cost 
129.99 of your British pounds. I suppose high-end headsets are yep. around that price yep. tag. And then we've got the Pulse Explore. And that's the wireless earbuds. You've liked so, the look of these, didn't you, Mark, when you first saw them? I did like the look of them. So these are, uh, as I say, wireless earbuds and dual microphones. Uh, again, it's got the AI-enhanced noise rejection capability. Lost of audio, and it comes in this nifty charging case. And that will be 199.99 of your British pounds. So 200. Oh, I'll get two. Mm. And then we get to the PlayStation Portal. Hmm. Okay, Formerly so known as Project Q. Q. <laughs> yep. Ah, touche. So this has got adaptive triggers, haptic feedback, got an 8-inch LCD screen, a 1080p resolution at 60 frames per second, and it will connect remotely to your PS5 over Wi-Fi, so you can jump from playing on your PS5 to your PlayStation Portal. And it can play supported games that are installed in your PS5 console and use the DualSense controller. It includes, this is where things get a bit dicer, it includes a 3.5mm audio jack for wide audio. Which leads on to the first issue with this device. So both of these audio devices that I just mentioned, they use this new thing called PlayStation Link technology. And the PlayStation Portal does not have Bluetooth connectivity. Mm. So in order to have wireless order, order, audio, you must purchase one of these two devices. That's a bit... It's very shifty, isn't it? Anti-consumer. It's like the mm. M2 cards on the PSV all over again. Yeah, so it's not 200 quid. It's 350 to 400 quid. Really, isn't it? And then the real kicker for this device, games that are streamed through PlayStation Plus Premium's cloud streaming service are not supported. What? <laughs> what? Why? Um, this is baffling. They'd have taken the opportunity to try and upsell you to that level of PS Plus. Hmm. But no. <laughs> That's staggering. I, what is this for? <laughs> Tell me, what is this for? Is, what, did you have any interest in buying this beforehand, before you found out these details? I did. I didn't. Okay. Do you still have any interest in buying it? I do. Of course you do. Of course you do. Of course you do. But is your excitement lessened by that? A bit, yes. Yeah, no. It it is. It's weird though, isn't it? If I get to a point where I do decide to upgrade my package to get the extra games that you get with the higher levels of PS Plus, then I'm going to be disappointed that I can't lay in bed and play them on my PlayStation, what's what's it called again? Portal. Plus. Portal. Portal. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to call it PlayStation <laughs> PSP. <laughs> well, it's called the PSP, technically, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I won't be able to play them on my PlayStation Portable in bed. Surely that Portal. was like the selling point of this. Wouldn't you think? I mean, I just... if if they were smart, they'd say, right, you got your PlayStation Portable, you get three months free 
of the next level so that you can stream games to it and get you ingrained into the ecosystem. Hmm. And that, along with what you said about the connectivity of the earbuds and things, that's just, it it is ridiculous. So, well, I didn't say, but the device itself is 200 quid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that would be audio devices. Is, I mean, yeah. if that, that, the price alone sounds reasonable until you know the details about it. Yeah. Cause like when I first saw it, I thought it's probably maybe going to be 250. Like two, 200 is probably, yeah, that's pretty good. Cause in, in essence, like if somebody else is using your TV, you've got, you can, Play FIFA yeah. or whatever you want to play. Yeah. But. It's not going to sell well, is it? I don't think it will. I think it'll be, it'll go the way of like the PlayStation TV, which I bought full price because I wanted a, pretty much a separate PS4 in my house, you know, so I could stream my PS4 games to my TV. That's what I bought it for. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to buy it day one because I know it's just going to shoot down. Because it's just not going to be received well. No, it's just, it's going to be dead on arrival. I just you've got to buy it in extreme circumstances. I think. I just that's, I, I don't know fun. who they thought needed this. Like what 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 was well, the, what's really the purpose of it? Yeah, like I say, if it, if it could play the PlayStation, you know, plus its premium cloud streaming, I could understand that they're going into that market. But not doing that is staggering. Well, there's there's it, no um, reason for it now. For people like me that, obviously, I've got my PS Plus games that I download. I can probably play them on it. But I have to go and change my disc if I want to play one of my main games that I'm playing. And I'm not going to want to do that <laughs> each well, time. Well, like, if, if you're someone like, if, if you're, like, not a digital person and you've not been getting, like, the Plus games at all, then you've... You've effectively got like a controller that's got a built-in screen for playing nothing, <laughs> other than like the one game that you've got in it at the time. And it's not even got a processor in it, so you can you can't even use it to stream Netflix. It's like it's it's just very strange. You're only going to have like five games installed on your console anyway. So you don't have a massive amount of choice either. Thing is, it's like at this point, I would rather just get like just a normal tablet that I could put PS Remote Play on. I can connect my controller via Bluetooth and just stream my games to that. Like what? I mean, what you could even do is get the backbone that they yeah. came out with at half the price and just stream it through your phone using the same thing that yeah. Matt just said. Yeah, that would be a better option. The backbone's only like what? 80 quid? quid? Oh, I saw a Maybe that was sale price. No, that wasn't looking. <laughs> Really odd. Really odd. Do better, Sony. Come on. Anything else? So, Microsoft is going to be shutting down the Xbox 360 store. It's going the same way as the Wii U and the 3DS. So, this is going to be commencing the 29th of July 2024, so there's still a bit of time yet. Um, So that's when it's going to be stopped from making new purchases on the store. So, bit of time yet. I mean, I think it's always sad when a storefront closes down. I understand that, obviously, 
everything must come to an end. And the console itself is, what, 20, well, nearly 20 years old. So there is that. But there is some doubts over some of the digital-only games on it. I mean, I know we can probably get them on the Series X and the Xbox One, um, but it's it's more for people that are playing those consoles still, because there probably are certain people in certain parts of the world that might have not been able to upgrade or might not have the money. So... I just feel a bit bad for them, that's all. Have they said why they're doing it? Uh, let's have a look. Because I'd be surprised if it's a money thing. You'll no longer be able to buy games. DLC, Access Limited. Let's have a look. don't think they've said why. Um, but they have said um, that they want to make it clear that it's not going to be killing off the console because of this change. Um, if you've got an Xbox 360 um, that you're still using today, you'll keep access to all the games you've bought on the console. And if you ever need to re-download any of them, the servers will still remain up for you to do so. So those are not going away. Um, the only thing you're losing is the ability to buy new titles and content for games. So if you do kind of if you if you don't do any physical game purchases on your 360, then that's where it becomes an issue for you, but you can re-download all your 360 games. So it's like a partial kill-off. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I, there was a particular game on 360 that I love playing. It's called Marble Blast Ultra, and I wish they'd brought it onto another console because, as far as I know, I can't re-download it on my my Series X. Um. But yeah, that's a game that I always wanted them to. It to be it, it to be like a physical game, so I could buy the physical version and always have it. But I always have to go back to my 360 if I want to play that game. Well, Dave, you know what you need to do? Send a strongly worded email to Phil Spencer. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Get it done, mate. I'll write a letter. Yeah. Yep, that's it. Shall we stick with Microsoft? Yeah. So we all know the big hoo ha about the the Activision Blizzard deal and all that. And then so, but Microsoft have announced um, the way they're going to try and appease the CMA's ruling against them, against the deal. So, according to Brad Smith, the uh, CEO of Microsoft, to address the concerns proposed by the CMA, Microsoft agreed to restructure the deal where they will transfer the cloud streaming rights for all current and new Activision Blizzard titles released over the next 15 years to Ubisoft. And that means that if the deal closes, Microsoft cannot release any Activision game uh, exclusively on Xbox Cloud Gaming. They won't be able to control the license in terms of Activision Blizzard games on rival services either. So Ubisoft will control the stream rights to Activision Blizzard games outside of the EU and license titles back to Microsoft to be included on Xbox Cloud Gaming. And then so Ubisoft will compensate Microsoft for the cloud streaming rights uh, to those games through a one-off payment and through a market-based wholesale pricing mechanism, whatever that means, including an option that supports pricing based on usage. And this will give the Ubisoft the opportunity to offer Activision Blizzard's games to cloud gaming services running a non-Windows operating systems. Now, I don't know whether the CMA ever actually agreed to this. I've seen, but it's an interesting, it's an interesting development. Ubisoft. 
Yeah. I think it's good for them and their storefront. It Definitely. is. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't I don't really trust But you could maybe <laughs> but you could maybe see them becoming a um an Xbox puppet company and yeah, then the maybe, Xbox buys Ubisoft now. Ex- yeah, well that's it. Yeah. Like Yeah. And then they've got what we they know want anyway. Because once they've got a foothold and the same a like bequeaths to him, yeah. then it's then it's done. That's it. Give it a minute give it a minute, they'll take a mile. That's what'll happen. Yeah. I mean, but, I can appreciate the shrewd long-term thinking, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess we'll see if that suits the CMA. I don't know. I don't know when the final ruling is. Ruling, ruling is. I think is it, is it end of October? Yeah. Stacked. Stacked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you go. Should we have some sad news? Oh, do we have about, to? about a particular retirement? Oh, Ooh. well done, mate. I didn't know you were that old. <laughs> yeah, it's the great beard, isn't it? Gives it away. <laughs> so, just say the it. iconic voice actor of Mario, Charles Martier, is retiring from performing the character in video games. Is it just video games? I assume he's going to. I assume he's retiring from all forms. Yeah, it's all forms of recording the the voice. Yeah. Yeah. So, shall we read the statement that Nintendo yeah. put out? Yeah, so this book. Charles Martinet has been the original voice of Mario in Nintendo games for a long time, as far back as Super Mario 64. Charles is now moving into the brand new role of Mario Ambassador. With this transition, he will be stepping back from recording character voices for our games, but he will continue to travel the world, sharing the joy of Mario and interacting with you all. It has been an honour working with Charles to help bring Mario to life for so many years, and we want to thank and celebrate him. Please keep an eye out for a special video message from Shigeru Miyamoto and Charles himself, which we will post at a future date. I don't know if that's been posted yet. I've not seen it. No, I've not seen it. But then uh, Charles himself retweeted that message, saying, My new adventure begins. You are all number one in my heart. Woohoo! Because, of course, he's going to put that in, hasn't <laughs> Yeah. I was just astounded by all the other voices he's done. Because he's done, um, at yeah, some point, he's done Luigi, Wario, Waluigi. So, like, pretty much all the all the gang in over 150 Nintendo games. So. Nearly 30 years. Do you know the, uh, you know the first game that he actually voiced Mario in? I do. Mario teaches typing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First, first time Mario ever speaks. Yeah. Don't know what he says, but. Yeah, and then he did Mario Game Gallery in 1995, and then Super Mario 64, which obviously propelled him. Yep. And his last game was Mario Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Yeah. But I guess his last Mario involvement was the movie, I presume. Of course, he did voice Mario. Yeah, but no, I, I, that, I, that, I presume that was his last involvement with that franchise. Oh, that's a good point. So is Chris Pratt going to take over now as the <laughs> video oh, game voice yeah. actor for Mario? <laughs> no, no. Well, who knows? Who knows? But no. Sad, but best of luck to him. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's, he's not retiring from the industry. Well, he's got his he's ambassador just, um, yeah. role now. What a role that is. Mario ambassador. Fantastic job, Tyler. Yeah. 
I hope he does like some cons or something like that because it'd be great to get like some of his stories and like um, inner no, workings sure. of the games and stuff. That'd be awesome. I think if he comes anyway, so come to Liverpool, mate. Come on, <laughs> or Manchester, oh, or Wales, somewhere in the British Isles. I'll be there. Sheffield, New Jersey, <laughs> New Jersey. <laughs> we'll say though. I think whoever's replaced him in uh, Super Mario Wonders already doing a pretty good job because I didn't notice much difference until he said Charles was stepping away. I've not heard it, so I don't know. Is it? Oh yeah, he won't be in that game, will he? Nope. nope. Unless he starts doing like Stanley cameos, <laughs> just keeps popping into every game. Just, just one <laughs> of the like Yahoos or something yeah. is him, and then you've got to find out which one. I think he did quite a good impression there. It was probably crap, but I thought it was good. <laughs> Shall we finish off with a new console announcement? Ooh. Hmm. So in partnership with Plyon, I don't know if I pronounced that, P-L-A-I-O-N, Atari have announced the Atari 2600 Plus. Interesting. So it's a replica of the classic Woody console that is 80% size of the original. And it contains, of course, the Atari 2600 Plus console, a CX40 Plus joystick, so the classic design that you know and love, it runs on HDMI, so it comes with a HDMI cable. It's got a USB-C power cable, and it comes with a cartridge of 10 games. And those 10 games are Adventure, Combat, Dodgem, Haunted House, Maze Craze, Missile Command, uh, Real Sports Volleyball, Surround, Video Pinball, and Yars Revenge. Where's ET? Now, you might think... That's not a massive selection of games, to be quite honest. It's not really. It tends a bit lame, if you ask me. But it can play all your original Atari 2600 cartridges. Really? And your Atari 7800 as well. Oh, not my 5200 cart. Well, saying that, those cartridges were different. Yeah, the 7800 and 2600 were pretty <laughs> much the same. Well, so. I don't know if all can, but there is a compatibility list that you can get on the website. But oh, nice. Vast, I'll look at can be played. Uh, some of the details, it's got an enlarged cartridge slot to reduce sticking, they say. Uh, it's got widescreen mode and the Atari logo on the front lights up when it's on. Mm-hmm. And it will launch on November the 17th. Priced Stacks. at... Oh, pri- priced, <laughs> priced at £100. That's not too bad at all. That's not bad. Like, do, yeah. do you know people but, just looking for that hit of 80s nostalgia? Yeah. Well, the thing is, if you've still got your old cartridges, like I have. Uh, me too, yeah. Cracky. I don't know, I'm not that old. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. But uh, some other things as well. It's not just that. So. It's uh, like an infomercial. Infomercial. Yeah. But wait, there's more. <laughs> yeah, there's more. But um, if you want to play any two-player games, though, you will need to buy a second joystick. And they are available for £20. It's reasonable. No, I can't argue with any of this. It's not terrible. But that's not all. <laughs> there are plans to have launch titles with it that you can buy separately. So you can get Berserk Enhanced Edition. I used to enjoy Berserk when I was younger. Uh, and then there's Mr. Run and Jump. And those are both available for £25. 
each. I'm not quite sure about new, that. New but... 2600 <laughs> cartridges. Oh, it's going to be great. Yeah. But that's not all. Oh, you're spoiling yeah, this, Mark. You're spoiling us. <laughs> They're also releasing the CX30 paddle controllers. Oh, love them. Playing, um, well, you could use them to play Pong, Breakout. That oh, were a good ah, one for them. Ah. Well, it comes with a 4-in-1 multiplayer cartridge, which includes Breakout. Yes. Canyon Bomber, Night Driver, and Video Olympics. And that will cost £30. So is that one final thing? Oh, go on. so you get the four games and the and the yeah and the, and the controllers. controllers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And one final thing is that the new joystick, uh, the new joystick, can't say the new joystick and paddle controllers will work with your original Atari Twenty Six Hundred or Seven Eight Hundred. Because I think it will. Because I, I thought you were going to take Type C, so it must have like two separate connectors then. Yeah, but I can't remember. What, I can't remember what the connector was called. But it just yeah, because it used the same one as the uh, Mega Drive, because you can actually use a Mega Drive controller with an Atari 2600 if you wanted to. Yeah. But I don't know what the connector's called either, but... Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Agreed. I can't wait for that. Did Sorry, did you say when it was at? Yes. Oh, yeah. October. November the 17th. November. November the 17th. Get on the Christmas wish list. That's it. <laughs> it's already there. Yeah. I guess that's it. For the news. Shall we move on to what we're currently playing? Let's do it. Yeah. Shall I kick us off? Go on then, Mark. Go on then. Do the honours. Okay, so... Uh, I went on a bit of a, a little hiatus with my playing of Fallout New Vegas. Not surprised. Uh, when we last spoke, I was playing the Dead Money DLC. Oh, yes. Which I have now completed which I have to say, not really a fan of that. I didn't, I didn't oh. particularly like it. I don't well, know what did you not enjoy? I just thought it was very dark, gloomy. I thought the map level design was pretty naff. I found the story pretty uninteresting. I just soldiered through it because I just wanted to, to get out of there. <laughs> to be honest. I've been playing the Honey Stars DLC. Yeah, that one. Uh, that one. Yeah, that one. I'm liking this one a bit better. So this you go to you you join a so at the start of it you join a group of there's like four or five people. Yeah. And they're gonna go travelling through this area called the Zion, which is like a canyon, basically. And so you join them, you go in, and then they all just get annihilated by a group called the White Legs. So you're just there. Oh, you got White Legs. You know, I didn't I didn't check. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. Yes. They might do. They might do. But then you just you just end up meeting these other tribes in the middle of this canyon and it's I'm just I'm just enjoying this it's, I like it's a bit more outdoorsy. You know. Rather than this this gloomy thing that this dead bunny DLC was. This is I'm enjoying this but I think I'm about halfway through it. We'll see how that goes. But it's I'm enjoying it so far. It's good. Uh, oh. and there's another game where I stopped playing this because I got stuck on it. It's a, the Black Flag? No. <laughs> not that one. No, it was actually um, Roller Drone. Oh. oh. You really like that as well. I do. I, I do really like Roller Drone, but I did get stuck on it. So I kind of stopped playing it because um, there's not a whole lot of levels on it. There's about 10 levels, I want to say. 
might be wrong. Somebody around that anyway. But mm. I got to the third from the last level and I got stuck on it. And I, no matter how many times I tried it, I just could not do it. And so I ended up just stopping playing it. I have jumped on the game every now and again and played like the earlier levels just to have a bit of fun with it. But it, it, it's progressed through the campaign. I, could, I just couldn't do it. And then finally, I managed to do it at last. Like, yeah, great. Even though I still had to have like, still had two more levels to go. It's like, it's only going to get worse. But then, fully enough, the level afterwards, I completed on my second go. So I seem to have a much harder time with the one before that. But then I was playing the final level. And then, so I. I mean, you know plays, don't you? So you, you you roller skated around an arena, you've got to take out all these people. And there's like mechs that appear as well. You've got snipers, you've got people with bats and all this other stuff. And it's it's chaotic. All these people trying to kill you in this arena. You've just got to take them all out whilst performing tricks on your roller skates. And I took everyone out. I'm like, I'm just waiting for the victory sign to appear. And then it said, proceed to the next stage. Oh no, it's a two-parter. <laughs> so I have to go down a tunnel into this next arena, and then a big, massive spider tank thing lands. It's like Matt's worst nightmare. It doesn't actually look like a spider. It's just a big mech thing with big legs, and it just annihilates me. <laughs> like, oh, oh like, well, I'll just stop there. I, but I only tried it once, to be fair. But I did well in the first bit, and I think I think I can do it. I think I was unlucky, but I'm getting closer to finishing it at last. But the thing is, if you complete the campaign, it opens up a, another mode called Out for Blood, I think it's called. Oh. I don't quite know what it is, but I need to complete the campaign first to get it. And so we'll see. We'll see about that. But the final thing I'm going to talk about is... A game that I've been anticipating since I first heard about it, and I finally got around to playing it, and that's Power Wash Simulator. Oh, nice! Hey. So I started playing this with my brother, and as the name is, well, the name's pretty self-explanatory, but I'll explain it anyway. So here you are, the owner of a power wash cleaning service, and Dirty Grime are your enemy, and the power washer is your weapon. And for, so for those people people familiar with like games like house flipper you'll pretty much be at home with a game like this so the first order of business was of course to clean the company van because how could we call ourselves professional cleaners if we went around in a filthy heap and basically you go around doing various jobs where you go and clean like utter filth from various homes recreation grounds vehicles and other places and for every item you clean you get a bit of money and obviously the idea is to 100% each one to get the big books. Yeah. <clears throat> and then uh, basically each each level has like a checklist of all the bits to clean in the area. Mm-hmm. And some places have like these really complex structures. It's like I remember playing the like a it's like a children's play park thing, and it's yeah. got this tower structure. Which is just such a pain in the backside. Oh, really. it, it took me a while to get that bit clean. <laughs> it's like each individual panel needs cleaning, and all these three towers. You've got to find some way to jump between the roofs to clean them all, and absolute nightmare. 
it's a satisfying game though isn't it oh absolutely when you do find oh. it it's like you start a level and everything's just like black or gray <laughs> and then slowly as you go around you just see these colors just appearing everywhere it's like you've cleaned it it's like oh look at that big bright red bright yellow oh this look it's it's looking nice now <laughs> and i did that but, yeah it's fun uh but there's also got you get nozzles so you can change the size of your, the streams on your power wash so obviously yep. the narrower the more powerful it is but obviously the less area you're covering mm-hmm. and uh, there's a shop a nice little shop where you can buy new power washers so as you rank up you can purchase like better power washers that make cleaning easier obviously mm-hmm. you've got various equipment so you can buy other, other nozzles like like these ones that they, they twirl around so oh, I love those. The, yeah i mean it's nice to get into little nooks and crannies isn't it mm. so it's like you can, it's this, the smallest nozzle but then it just spins around and then uh but you've got cleaning liquids which i find a bit pointless i don't think there's any purpose of buying yeah I've not, I've not used them as of yet they're, they're meant to make like certain dirt yeah. like easier to clean off yeah, but I think I'd rather just like narrow the nozzle, just do it that way. Yeah, seems like a bit of waste, but every time I've used it, it's never made any difference. These clean liquid things. Uh, and then of course you can, you've just got the, uh, you know, things like clothing and things like that. So you can buy different coloured gloves and the colour of your overalls and things like that. Yep. And then you get modifications for your power washer as well. So basically, it's like skins for your washer. Bit pointless. Yeah. I mean, the only I think the only thing you, is worth buying is a new power washer and the long extensions. Yes, they they definitely came in handy. Um, have you done the fire station yet? No, it's no. it's on my it's on my one it's it's on it came up on the list of to dos, but I didn't pick that one. All ah, yeah. right, yeah, it's uh that one takes a while. I'll, I'll I'll say that. And that requires the long nozzles, do you think? Definitely, yes. Right. I'll I'll be sure to purchase that because I've just bought my the heavy duty power washer, Ooh. which I think is the third one. Yeah, and it's good. It's really good. So I've, yeah, so I've cleaned. Uh, what have I cleaned? Well, there's various homes, you know, various cars. There was like an old banger car thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. You've done the children. I've, I've done the boot. Oh, the, the, boot's, boot, the boot's quite the boot's fun. Quite fun. Yeah. 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 Have you done the enough. skate park yet? I'm in the middle of doing that one now. Ah. Yeah. Oh, that one's good. So I've cleared the opening area bit, the gallery, I think it's called. So I've done that bit, and then it, it, I spent forever trying to do the floor of the main skate park oh, area. It takes. It is a long time. It's like because yeah. it got to the bar to like very tidy, and then obviously you you, you can press a, the right on the D-pad and it will highlight the dirt, won't it? Yeah, it will flash like white. But but it was because it was so minuscule for dirt, I couldn't spot it. So I just had to resort <laughs> to just putting it on the widest spread and just, just running around, around <laughs> just hoping it eventually cover it. Yeah. I'll I'll, uh, I'll give you I'll give you a tip on the uh, on the skate park. Do you know the the football that's in one of the balls? Uh, I don't think I've noticed it, but go. On. All right. Um, if you can spray the football out of the ball you'll get a trophy for that 
Spray the football out of the wall. Out of the ball. So there's like a there's like a, uh, a ball. Oh, ball. Like right. I, see, I see what you mean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll give that shortly. Yeah. There's there's like there's a trophy on each level that's like specific to it. Of not got all of them because there's there's certain ones where you have to like. I know there was one for the boot where if you clean the sole of the boot last, you got a trophy. Yeah. Which I did. I, I, didn't. I did do that. Did. Oh, you did that. Mm. The <laughs> the sole was the first thing that I cleaned. <laughs> And then I saw the trophy yeah. and I was like, "Yeah, damn it!" <laughs> I think there's, I think there's, the a, I don't know which level it is, but the, I don't think there's a trophy for not going up the scaffolding on a level. There is, um, but I don't know which one. It could be the fire station. I could be wrong. But uh, also, well, apart from that, they've also got a few bonus jobs, like obscure cleaning jobs. There's one where you can clean the Mars rover. I've not done it, but I'm looking forward to doing that one. That seems oh, that's like... interesting. But that seems like that's going to be one that's going to be a really complicated one. Because that looks like yeah, it's got they've... all sorts of nuts and crannies on it. Oh, have you done any of the uh, Tomb Raider ones yet? No, I've not done any of those extra pack oh, okay. things, DLC things. Because there's a is there a Final Fantasy one as well. Yeah, I tried. Yeah. I tried. I've done the first one, the Final Fantasy one, which was to clean. Um, there's one of the bikes, and then there is transport car i think and then the next one though I, I had been working on before i stopped playing was tifa's bar it's like cleaning the whole bar which that's that's going to take some time but, but but as i say i was playing this with my brother and i found out that because i was hosting it and uh, we found out that my brother was basically being mugged off whilst we were playing it because it turns out the guest player doesn't earn any money Really? Slave oh, labour then, is it? Only <laughs> the host. Hmm. And right, well, this is going next time. <laughs> well, I think it's basically what, what we've done now is I'm just playing my own game now. And he's we're playing on his account. Because, you know, okay. this, is my, this is my kind of game, so I'm going to play it anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> so we just, we just swat it around. But... Me joining his game now, I can't use my specialist equipment. It puts me back to my basics. So even if we're late on in game, I've still got to use the basic power wash. Oh, wow. How strange. I don't know why they've done that. That's just bad design, if you ask me. Because hmm. you do get to parts where it's really difficult using that basic washer later on. So I don't know what they were thinking there. But, yeah. That's slightly disappointing, but but I'm enjoying it game game overall. Really, it's my it's just right up my alley. You know this is my sort of thing, and I'm happily playing my own game with it as well. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I've been playing. Go on, Matt. What are you playing? Right. Well, only the one thing really that I've been continuing uh, since last time. So I've been playing a lot more Judgment. Hey. Completed it yet? So, no, but <laughs> I, it's, you know what these Yakuza games are like. Um, true. <laughs> Very true. Um, so I think uh, I got to, I'm now on chapter seven. Um, so I think, I think I was on chapter three from the last time. So now I come up to seven. <clears throat> so at the moment, we're currently just 
essentially trying to figure out more on who this mole character is who's been going around gouging the eyes out of um, rival gang members and this uh, this brought the I suppose bad temper of of the other of the other clan members that at some point uh, Yagami so like visits like the Tojo clan at one point with his captain and as he leaves with Kyoto this uh, there's these like two blokes in the Tojo gang sort of come out have, have a walk and something and then one of them just gets like gunned down in the streets like oh okay right um, and then some woman gets sort of caught in the crossfire as well uh, which is very unfortunate so that captain who you uh, you help clear his name sort of in like the first chapter has sort of now gone in hiding because they've assumed that the uh, Tojo clan member that just got murdered was actually dressed quite similar to him. So they've assumed that there was a hit on the captain. So he's kind of essentially gone to hiding and now you're trying to sort of work out basically like what the hell's gone on. Um, and at one point you go to try and sort of spy on, on this sort of rival clan, but they sort of see you coming and they sort of trap Yagami and Kyoto on this like rooftop. Looks like they're going to sort of, well, basically sort of murder him, Yakuza style. Um, and then you get saved by this random parkour fellow who's wearing one of these like anonymous masks. Which is like, okay. So you end up like fighting all these guys off, run off, um, and then you end up sort of teaming with this guy who you sort of eventually find out he did a, a job for this rival clan member, but then shenanigans happened and he's like basically looking for revenge now on them so yeah just kind of doing more of that as sort of typical yakuza style this involves a lot more parties than it would normally think um seems to have gone like the minister of health involved in this all as well who's trying to push push forward with this um this new like alzheimer's drug that's been rushed rushed through and you try to essentially work out the link of like, okay, why, like, what's the minister got to do with this rival clan and all this kind of stuff? Um, and you get to a point as well where you go to um, the, uh, it's called the ADDC, I think, center, because you want to sort of speak to um, a director there who, just, I, f- I forget if like he sort of helps Yagami in. One of his cases, like three years earlier, um, where Yagami like helps clear this this um, worker in the office of murder of this like elderly person that's in the, in the hospital. Um, unfortunately, then like a month later, the guy that he helps acquit ends up murdering his girlfriend, who also worked at the hospital. So I was like, oh, that's great. And you actually play a sort of like a flashback mission of like essentially kind of how you got all the evidence and stuff to sort of help uh, clear this guy's name, basically. And how that all then ties into sort of in the present where this director is just like, oh, I know you are. you the guy who acquitted a murderer? And it's like, yes, shut up. <laughs> I don't talk about that anymore. Um, so I'm just going through that at the moment, just trying to work out all the mysteries of Camarocho been playing a little bit more of the drone racing as well which is quite fun uh really been enjoying that 
uh, it's a good little mini game that I kind of hope they they keep in future installments. I don't know if they do or not, but I'll sort of look into that in that one. Um, but I've also unlocked a new mini game that I started playing, uh, which is called Paradise VR. So what you do in this is essentially like you play in like a virtual Camarocho and it plays like um, like a board game. Like if you've ever played like Mario Party, um, you like you've got so many dice roll, you roll you roll dice, you go forward on steps, and depending on what steps you land on, you can you can get certain things happen. So at the moment there's been stuff like there's like gift uh, spaces where like um, a random person gives you a gift that's worth like X amount of yen, which you can sort of collect by the end of the game. Um, you can land on plus or minus dice spaces, so you can sort of gain dice or lose dice. Um, or you can also land on um, these like battle spaces where, depending on like the star rating of the battle, you'll get like a certain condition that you have to sort of complete while you're fighting enemies. Um, so at the moment, like, I've read stuff like I have to use um, like dual swords. I've got to only use like the crane um, fight style, or I've got to like I've got to do certain things within like a time limit. Like generally, it could just be just defeat all the enemies within like a one minute thirty second time limit, and that's been fun. And there's there's other there's other spaces as well. I think there's like a there's what they call like an event one where you have to do like a you can either, like pick a lock or you've got to use um, like a like a wire to sort of move like uh, dials on like a safe sort of thing um and you can get like money and stuff out of that so that, that, that's been quite interesting got got to a point where i've unlocked the medium course because like a short course which is standard and there was a challenge version then there's like a standard version of the medium one and i got like loads of money out of that i got out like almost five hundred thousand yen out of it so i was like oof, i'm like raking the money now so I'm gonna like buy all the meals that I want out of these uh, these restaurants that I go to to fill up on health. Um, so that's been fun. And then I've also I unlocked this like what do you call it like a fundraising app where like I can choose to fund into like certain things that I can unlock. I have to like put money into it, but like as you're playing, money slowly kind of builds up into each sort of project anyway. So there's certain stuff that unlocks, like uh, you can get like a QR code book that shows you all the QR codes that you can scan around Camarocho for these like, they uh, supposedly like unlock like the best um, accessory or um, thing for your drone, like a, like an engine or rose or stuff like that. Um, like I've already scanned gone all, all the way around Camarocho already. It took me a good, like, half an hour just trying to find about, must be about 35 QR codes already. already and I've not, I've still not unlocked anything yet. <laughs> really difficult to find some of them. So, uh, no, just continuing um, playthrough of Judgment. Um, hopefully I can, I can get complete shortly. And then... Just trying to figure out if I go on to the next Judgment game or if I then go over to Yakuza 7. I'm debating which one yet. 
I might, I might go over to seven just to sort of give, my, give myself a little bit of a break of the beat em up style and see what this like turn base is, is like for Yakuza. Oh, see seven, see like if I like it or not. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure you'll like it. I probably Ishibon's will. Ishiban's an awesome character as well. He's really yeah. funny. I, I probably will. I'm sure it'll be fun. Um, I'm nervous about it. Don't be nervous. You, you, be you nervous don't like turn based stuff, do you? <laughs> There's a couple of things that I like turn based, but in general, no. Not yeah. a big fan. But I do love Yakuza, so it might be, it might be alright. I mean, if Nathan can get through it, he's not a particular fan of turn based stuff, so. Yeah, it's not normally my thing. To be honest, that in Like a Dragon, there are a couple of points where you do need to grind, and that annoyed me. So I did need to pay for my upgrades because I won't grind don't do that. like that. <laughs> don't, don't be a Nathan. <laughs> but as we all know, I like the admin. So yeah. yeah, actually, I didn't know this until like pretty much post-game, but you can click a button and they can also fight. So you can go and do something else while they fight. <laughs> No, and I, no. I was just there meticulously putting my like, battle tactics together when I didn't even need to do that. So, you but learn. <laughs> um, you to do like most of your grinding, you can go into these like underground sewers, and if you find these like, how do you explain them? Probably hobo hippies. Um, you can absolutely K in XP. You can get about half a million XP off them, and it'll just level up so quickly. So what I used to do is beat them up and then go back to the point so that all the enemies respawn, and then go battle them again. And I just mm. did that again and again and again. And I managed to level up fairly quickly. So if you come across any like that, that's what I'd advise to do, just to speed it up a bit. And pay for your level up boosts. Good PSA. Right. Du- duly noted. Once I move over to it. <laughs> well, that's what I've been playing. So how about yourself, Nathan? Yeah. So... I've been playing a game that I've been interested to play for quite a while now, and um, I decided to buy it recently, and I finally got around to it. Now, I love alternate history games and like dystopia games, so I love the recent Wolfenstein games. I mean, obviously, I didn't want the Nazis to win, but I found it quite interesting what would happen if that took place, and. Mm. I'd put this game in a similar ilk. So the game I'm talking about is Atomic Heart. So this is the game that if Soviet Russia um, or the Soviet Union had kind of advanced technology um, beyond their time and how that would kind of evolve their nation and then what would come from that. So I'll give you a bit of a premise to the game. I'm not going to go too much into story because it is heavily story driven, the game itself, but I'll... I'll talk you through the mechanics, a bit about the music, and just bits that I found interesting about it. So the premise to the game is, in 1936, um, this scientist, Dmitry Senshinov, um, found this compound called polymer, and it could be used to um, kind of mould into whatever you want, like robots. And because of that, they made all these robots so that people didn't have to work anymore. And they outsourced these robots to other countries so they could get a ton of money. And by the time World War II was happening, in Atomic Hearts universe, um, the Soviet Union pretty much single-handedly won the war by 1942. Um, Now, the way it picks up for us 
1955 and we are on a boat in this amazing Soviet Union utopia. Like nobody's working, everyone's having the time of their lives, a festival's going on, um, there's robots everywhere, drones. And I mean, I, I, and it absolutely looks stunning. Like the world itself, that's the first thing you'll find. It runs on Unreal Engine 4, um, but there's just so much colour and the Art Deco architecture um, that's spliced in as well with like the more futuristic style that they're going for. It's just a really compelling world to be part of. And that's the first thing you'll notice. Now, early on, it's not very gameplay heavy. It's very dialogue heavy because it's trying to introduce you to the world and what's happening. Now, as you come into the game, um, there's a festival and Dimitri is kind of launching their new like neural link. So right now they've got something called Collective and it's kind of a, a bit like what Elon's trying to do, you know, with like his neural link. Um in connecting humans to the internet, basically. But this new Collective 2.0 that's being launched will connect humans to the robots so that they can control the robots around them just to make life easier and connect to each other. So that's all going on. Um, but what eventually ends up happening is somebody has set the robots to kill mode, basically, and the robots start killing everybody. And um, so, yeah, that's not good. So basically, um, your character, um, I could just tell you a bit more about who you play as. So you play as Major Sergei Nechinov. So he kind of he was like a war hero in World War Two. And you're you call you get called P3. That's kind of like his code name. So gets called P3. And he also has like an AI glove called Charles. So the AI glove talks to you. And to be honest, most of the time they bicker like a married couple. But Charles does help you from time to time, like just to get through things and prompt you to do certain things if you need it. Um, So that's quite a funny situation. You'll find that as you play the game, some of the voice acting is quite jarring. Now, that's because apparently you're supposed to play the game in Russian. But there are certain points in the game where dialogue is going on in the middle of a really massive fight and you can't keep up with like what's going on. So I had to just switch it to English. I was like, I'm not doing this. I've done it with other games where I've tried to play it in its native tongue and subtitles are not for me. So, yeah, if you do play in English, you'll find that some of the translation doesn't really work too much in terms of the dialogue. Um, but it didn't it doesn't really break immersion too much so another thing about the game is the the music so it's there's a very wide range of music that you'll find so you can have from like russian metal music to classical as you beating down enemies it's um and there's a lot of music that was made just for the game as well so little twists on on music and one of the things that um the Soviet Union in this game produced was it was this machine that could get radio waves from the future and interpret them. So you'll you'll hear music that you think is from kind of maybe like their 70s or 80s, but it's in its it's like its own music for the game. It's quite strange, but that's why you get such like a wide range of music there from like electronic music, um, 
like death metal pretty much as you're gunning down these robots and um oh, like obviously oh, the classical fun. side oh I, I think i got a particular trophy and i'll send you this clip because there was absolutely this shredded music playing in the background i'm sure you'll like it matt it was great um but anyway so obviously the robots get switched to kill mode start killing everybody and um the doctor um dimitri basically you're you work for him and you get tasked to go and find this guy that set the robots to kill mode so you have to go after this guy called victor petrov he's like the the bad guy and he's the person that you're trying to trying to go and get as you're doing this earlier on you you don't get much in terms of weapons you get an axe pretty much and that's it and i'd probably liken the early bit of the game to more of like a survival horror because you basically you get you get a shotgun um fairly early on but you get very little in terms of ammo so you have to kind of really manage your resources and use your axe um you also using that glove that's got the ai charles you can actually shoot lightning and there's actually a lot of parallels between this game and Bioshock, just in terms of the the gameplay and the aesthetic of it. And there's, there are kind of a few callbacks um, to, to Rapture and the music it uses because there's like an underwater city. And um, P3 says, oh, it's like a Rapture. And um, just little things like that. Like, uh, he said it. That's um, a bit on the nose, though. Yeah. <laughs> but that that's kind of quite, quite far in the game. Now, in terms of like weapons, there is a ton of weapons you can craft. So one of the things is as you go through the game, you can click one button and then you can pretty much loot everything. So it automatically opens all the drawers and like your loot just kind of tots up. So you don't have to kind of open every single cupboard. You can click a button and then just point wherever you want to loot and it just loots automatically, which I think is absolutely fantastic. Because if I had to go into every single drawer, I'd be absolutely... But I'd spend most of my time doing that rather than actually playing the game. And there's these fun little pocket watches you can pick up um, and they're used as like audio files, um, a little bit like Bioshock. So you can kind of find out what people are working on, what their stories are to try and kind of piece together what's happened with the robots and why this is happening. And it also gives you little tidbits about the world as well, which is which is nice to kind of build up the, the mystique. Um, but yeah, in terms of the weapons, eventually you'll come across this sentient fridge. Now, okay. Now I'm going to say this now. It's a submissive fridge that wants to be punished by the major. <laughs> and she talks okay. dirty to you. Honestly, I nearly, I nearly needed to ask Lisa to leave the room because honestly, she, she's like, oh, I want you to put stuff inside me and it gets pretty raunchy and I, I couldn't remember what the fridge's name was and I typed it in on Google and there were some awful things that people were asking about her <laughs> okay um but yeah Maybe anyway the internet. <laughs> yeah true true but that that's not the only robot that people simp for there's these there's these oh, tw- no. twin robots and people have yeah very heavy on wanting to do things to them but anyway yeah i'll, I'll skip talk about that <laughs> but um she does all the crafting so this big fridge 
talking fridge does all like your crafting you can do um weapon upgrades like craft weapons using all of your materials uh what else can you do you can craft grenades health which you'll need a lot of at some points because you can like inject health into you if you need it because there's some absolutely insane enemies now the enemies the the earlier on the ones that you'll find are pretty much just like humanoid robots white and they've all got mustaches for some reason they all look the same and they kind of just run towards you and try to just beat the hell out of you melee they'll just punch you to death and there were a few times where i got kind of stuck in like the rocks or walls and i could not move and i've just got these robots around me just hitting me um and i'm like there's nothing i could do i'm just there trying to shoot my lightning and and like use my weapons and it's like this is no use i'm i'm done um, so that was a bit annoying. So a couple of glitches there. Um, so there's those robots. There's um, some smaller robots with like um, buzz saws on them, and they'll they could like just cut you down. There's cameras. So if these cameras spot you, then they'll call other robots and like these flying robots in to come and kind of shoot you down or laser beam you and stuff. So there's like a whole host of robots you need to be careful of. So you can either stealth those bits and try and get around the cameras or you can shoot the cameras down if you can spot them. Um, there are a few puzzle elements to the game. So if you want to unlock certain doors, um, what you sometimes need to do is, for example, you go away and look for like pieces of paper on the floor and they'll have these little like puzzle code things on that you need to kind of match to the door codes. Um, so there's stuff like that as well. So it's not just like fighting for your life and shooting. Eventually, as you get to the post game, well, I won't, sorry, I won't say post game. Eventually, as you get to the end of the game, it it does become a lot less about survival and more I, I can just kick the hell out of all these robots now because you'll have leveled up all of your powers because um, your glove can not only do um, lightning, it can do like ice moves, telekinesis eventually. So there's like a ton, ton of stuff you can do. Um, and this game also has multiple endings. So there's a good ending and a bad ending. And apparently I got the bad ending. So, <laughs> but... I got the best boss fight, so I'm, I'm, I'll take that, even though I got the bad ending. But yeah, because um, it is there are some RPG elements there, and you can decide what you say to people as well as you're going through um, to try and get like the information that you need. Um, but I had an absolute blast with this, really. Honestly, it's like it just reminded me so much of Bioshock. Love that. Um, really enjoyed the range of music. The the gunplay was good um the world was enveloping and yeah i just thought it were fantastic i mean i think it took me about 14 hours to complete and which is not too long um the end of the story had me scratching my head and i was i was watching like loads of youtube videos after like why did this happen and what did that end bit really mean but yeah it was just an absolutely wild ending to it and it Early on, you get so many names thrown at you that it can be quite confusing. But eventually, you do kind of start to build your picture of these people and know who they are, and it all it all comes together in the end. But yeah, if if you if you like Bioshock, I'd say definitely give it a go. I mean, I know there was controversy over the developer and their depiction of the Soviet Union and it being a utopia, there was a bit of kickback on that. But, I mean, if 
there was kickback on Wolfenstein as well in in its depiction of the Nazi party. But yeah, anyway, regardless of that, yeah, as a package, it, it's it's just a really good game. Yeah, I'd probably say solid seven out of ten. And if you like Bioshock, then you'll like this. So yeah, hmm. that's what I've been playing. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, chaps. If you enjoyed listening to us, please consider tuning in next time. We release bi-weekly on Tuesdays. You can visit our website at jokingdolphin.com. Also, feel free to follow us on all social media platforms to continue the conversation. You can find Joking Dolphin on YouTube and Facebook, as well as on Instagram and X Twitter at Joking Dolphin. Until next time, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Ta-ra. See you later. <laughs>